Americans for Term Limits. Kind of, kind of give us a little bit of a, uh, a background on this organization. Right. Well, this is uh, this is a group that's uh, sort of a spinoff of a, a group that's been around for a long time called the Conservative Caucus, and that's been around since 1974. But there are a lot of people who saw that we needed some sort of reform uh, in how Washington works just in general, and uh, obviously a lot of people who were uh, moderates and liberals who agreed with that idea that uh, we need to change things. I actually worked on a project back 30 years ago. Uh, called the National Campaign to Clean Up Congress, and this was one of the issues we had then. And we were able to get a vote in uh, in Congress uh, after the 1994 elections. We were able to get a vote. It didn't, didn't pass as a constitutional amendment. It got a majority, but not enough to uh, be a constitutional amendment. And so uh, now uh, we're we're thinking it's a good time to, to try again. Uh, we, we came reasonably close before, and I think the political environment is such people are so fed up with the way things are running uh, in Washington uh, that um, that this is a good chance to maybe get it maybe get it done this time. Well, a lot of folks are you know whether whether it's right, left, progressive, conservative, what have you, uh, everybody seems to be in favor of this one thing, which is term limits. Uh, why do you think that this has reached across so many political uh, ideologies and just been so popular? Well, I think that. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, go ahead, my friend. You're 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 the guest. Tell us. I was getting I was getting an echo. There not a problem. Not a problem. Go ahead, the, my uh, friend. Tell us. I think what it is is that you know. Uh, Right now, you have an environment in Washington where the Congress is so detached from regular people, from working class people, small business class people, the population in general. Uh, you know, we had, I'll give you one example of something that was, I suppose, unintended consequences. But they remember that after Watergate, they passed these laws uh, regarding campaign finance. And yes. But one exception to the restrictions on how much you could spend on political campaigns, or in that case, give to political campaigns, was that you could give, give all you wanted to your own campaign. And yep. that meant that political parties started uh, recruiting people specifically so they could uh, finance their own campaign. Uh, self-funders, they were called. And, uh, and you ended up with more millionaires uh, in Congress than you've ever had in American history, uh, and uh, that, that because it's just it's rigged. And and yeah. I worked, uh, for example, for uh, uh, I worked for Jack Kemp, who ran for president back in the 1990s, and uh, or in 1988 originally. Yep. And uh, Jack Kemp was, um, was uh, I think. People, Democrat, Republican, Independent—they they consider him like one of the one of the greatest people who probably should have been president but didn't get to be president. Yeah. But uh, what happened with him was uh, uh, the campaign finance laws were such that he would have had to spend his entire time uh, running for president, uh, campaigning uh, as uh, and, and you know raising money, and yes. uh, he. 
that was something that he wasn't willing to do to the point where he dropped out of the race uh, for running for president in 1996, ended up being put on the ticket for vice president, but uh, he couldn't run. Whereas his friend Steve Forbes, who shared a lot of his ideas, because Steve Forbes had his own money, he was able to run. So this is the kind yeah. of problem you have. And of course, again, this is all over the place at the congressional level. And uh, term limits is something that we think can change the culture uh, in Washington so that people aren't, uh, um, it's not as many millionaires. You don't have uh, members of Congress who are Part of the part of the culture of Washington, who forget what it's like back home. Uh, I remember there was one congressional race that uh, uh, that I uh, uh, covered, where a congressional candidate, a Senate candidate actually, a senator, a sitting senator, uh, had uh, that the commercial that ran against him was uh, it had a picture of the Eiffel Tower and it had a, a picture of the Tower Tower of London and a couple of other landmarks like that around the world and. It said, and and then it had a picture of his house. And the question in the commercial was, well, what do these things have in common? And the answer is, none of them were in the state that he was right. Having me, South Dakota. None of them were in South Dakota, and uh, and that was because he didn't have a house in South Dakota. He didn't really have a connection there. He lived in Washington for so long that he was part of the establishment, and that's the kind of thing that we're trying to uh, to do something about. Well, one of the things we have got a great guest with us today, by the way, Doctor Steve Allen is with us. He is with Americans for Term Limits, and they are a fantastic organization. He joins us this week here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. So, with all this, Doctor, um, one of the things that I have just wondered (laughs) with all this is it used to be uh, you would go to serve the public, and then you would go back to the farm, or you would go back to your, your previous job. And now you have these folks that they go to Washington, and they're there literally forever. For instance, the current president of the United States, Joe Biden. I remember seeing an ad, or not even an ad, it was a, it was a commentary by Johnny Carson doing a monologue in... I believe 1980, talking about all oh, this this new political figure, Joe Biden, and I'm like, Joe Biden's been in Washington since the goddamned 80s. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm just amazed by this, Doctor. It actually goes back a little bit farther than that, and I have a personal connection. Yes. Because I've been a professional political writer, people paying me to, to do my writing, yeah. uh, since March of 1973. Uh, I was, and I'm not, I'm not that old, but I was, I was a teenager then, yeah. and people started paying me for my writing. So that was March of 1973. The month before, the month before, I interviewed a. Uh, a candidate uh, who was clearly intending to run for president, laying the groundwork for a presidential campaign, <laughs> who was visiting my home state, which is Alabama, yes. and uh, I interviewed him. So in February 1973, I interviewed Joe Biden. And that's how long he's been around. He had been a senator for a month at that point, and he was already running for president, by the way. And uh, uh, they, but, but, 
these people. And I, we had a nice conversation with him. Uh, I was with uh, three or four of the other uh, students, the uh, student leaders, and we sat around in the uh, the international dormitory in the lobby there, uh, sat cross-legged like you would back in that era. Yes. And uh, we we had what we in those days we call a rap. You know, that's where you sit around talking. Yes. And uh, and and I had that with Joe Biden, and he was a nice guy, although. You know, there were. I had my own views uh, as far as um, uh, that. Uh, well, let me put it this way: it, it, it encouraged me to think that maybe I could be uh, a senator or something like that one day uh, <laughs> if this fellow could. So uh, he, he was very nice, but not 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 a. He didn't shine uh, beyond just being an interesting person to talk to. So, but but that's you're right. That's how long they they come in, and then when they. Um, even if they get voted out, you know, by that point, they've settled in Washington. They've been here so long. They don't want to ever leave. They don't want to go yeah. back to Montana or South Dakota or Alabama or wherever it is. Uh, they want to they want to stay here and go to the parties, the Georgetown cocktail parties and uh, go to the Kennedy Center and find like them. Yep. Yep. Well, we have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Steve Allen is with us. He is with Americans for Term Limits, and they are looking to enact a constitutional amendment to limit congressional terms. Uh, one of the things that I I remember, well, actually two stories that, that I want to get your, your take on. The first one, uh, you mentioned, you know, these, these folks who get to Washington and then they never leave. Or they're so excited to get to Washington because <laughs> they know they're going to make, you know, they're going to become millionaires overnight, essentially. Uh, a good example of this here in Kansas was a guy who ran for uh, an office several years ago by the name of Dr. Roger Marshall. And Roger Marshall, he when he was running, he was still uh, a medical doctor, and he, was, he still had a practice, and he still had these things. But before he even got elected, before there was, in the middle of his race, he would do these cut-ins on, like, Fox News or some of these other places where he was in Washington. He had a background of the Capitol behind him. And he was Dr. Roger Marshall, and he was running for this and running for that. And I'm like, you haven't been elected. <laughs> Why are you there? <laughs> it's just, is, is it just the fact that the people that are on the inside with with these things or the people that know the proper people they realize that once they get there they're going to be able to raise all sorts of money out of all sorts of people and they're not really running for office they're setting themselves up to be millionaires and billionaires when this is all over with is that pretty much what's going on there dr allen Oh, you, you, you have people who become, you know, millionaires while they're in Congress yeah. and uh, you don't make enough money uh, for that to be the case. But somehow uh, that is the case. And, uh, you know, of course, the classic example is Lyndon Johnson, uh, who was, uh, uh, you know, poor boy and comes to Washington as a congressional aide and then wins a congressional seat himself. Uh, and then. Uh, Somehow, his uh, wife was able to get uh, uh, licenses for very lucrative uh, broadcast stations, <laughs> and the next thing you know, uh, uh, the uh, the Johnsons are, are quite wealthy. Yes. Uh, and that's uh, yeah. They're, 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 people 
I've said for many, many years that if people had any idea how Washington is run, uh, they would, uh, you know, they would. Uh, and I said this before any of the Tea Party movements or uh, Occupy Wall Street or any of those kind of things. Yes. I was yeah. saying if people had any idea, they'd be out in the street uh, with pitchforks and yes. torches uh, because it is just such an outrage. Uh, and uh, the example I used to give, this was, you know, this shows you how long I've been doing this. This was back in the days before uh, before the Internet uh, was publicly accessible. And uh, I would give a speech, uh, say, to a Rotary Club or a Kiwanis Club about this. Yeah. And I would hold up the Washington, D.C. phone book. And you can imagine how, you know, big and thick the Washington, yes. D.C. phone book was. This is the kind of thing you, you know, you'd use this for body armor if you were oh, going yeah. into a shootout. Yeah. Yeah, and um, insane. And, but I would, I would, I would stand there, and I would, uh, I, I got a bunch of copies of the the phone book, so I could do this. I'd stand there, and I'd go, and I'd tear out one page, and I'd tear out another page, and I, while I was doing that, I would say, and you know, in Washington, there are in the phone book, there are thirteen pages of limousine services, not thirteen limousine Jesus. services, thirteen pages of limousine services and I would tear out the, you know, page after page and that, and people would just, they would gasp. They had no idea. And, and that's how much money is wow. here. It's the richest place in the country. Um, San Francisco, probably the core is more, uh, is richer, but, uh, I think 10 of the 13 richest counties, uh, in the country are in the Washington DC area, uh, the surrounding counties. And there's no industry here except, you know, government red tape, uh, uh, lobbying, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there is no, uh, nothing, no basis for that wealth that most people would uh, would recognize, and yet everybody's rich here. Uh, and uh, and see, that's your the money thing being sucked into Washington, Doctor <laughs> Allen. When I hear these things, I just think about what you just mentioned there, and then I think. In the middle of a worldwide pandemic, we couldn't give anybody any financial help or health care. <laughs> it just was amazing to me. Uh, we have got a tremendous guest with us today. Dr. Steve Allen is with us today. He is tremendous. And uh, we are going to go to Niall Nickel here in just a few moments, but we've got Dr. Steve Allen with us right now. Americans for term limits to enact a constitutional amendment to limit congressional terms. And one of the things, uh, Dr. Allen, that I just, you brought up the, the campaign finance situation earlier. I was just absolutely floored. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd heard various things over the years, but uh, a few years ago, uh, Jenk Uger from the Young Turks was moderating a, uh, I believe, a California governor debate or some sort of debate, and the uh, Democrat on the uh, on the debate stage explained to everybody <laughs> exactly how all this works he said there's a series of of you know lobbyists that will come to your office and they'll have a they'll have checks and they'll have something they want you to vote on and they hand you the thing they need to have you vote on and then they hand you a check and if the check is not big enough they come back the next day with a bigger check and I just keep thinking that part of the reason why we don't have term limits is because 
My God, they're handing out free money, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's uh, – I'll give you one example of uh, the yes. way that the bureaucracy works and how the politicians play off the bureaucracy. Yes. Um, uh, and the attitude in Washington, this, and this is what happens when you get in the Washington culture. Yes. Uh, you get inculcated in this. This becomes the way your way of thinking. Uh, people don't realize that most of the restrictions on Americans are not laws. There are more regulations that are passed than there are laws that are passed by by many times. And yes. these are passed within the bureaucracy. Now, Congress can override these, but, of course, they almost never do. And uh, and yet, when you if you read the Constitution, you know, Congress is supposed to approve all the restrictions on people. Any law is supposed to be approved by Congress. Any federal law is supposed to be approved exactly. by Congress. But they delegate it. So they delegate it to the bureaucracy. And you know what the bureaucracy does? They come up with a, um, a regulation and then they give you a certain amount of time, uh, might be 90 days, uh, for you to comment on this. And then they have a big hearing and people come and comment. I've, I've done I've been among those commenting. Uh, and then you uh, and then they come out with the regulation and they refer to this as how democracy works. So these are unelected bureaucrats to whom Congress, because they're lazy and they're cowardly and they don't want to take responsibility for what they do. They've delegated this authority to the bureaucrats and many of them are good people, but they're activists. There are people who joined a particular department because they believe in that, and they believe in that department having a lot of power. And they pass these regulations, and then they say democracy is when you get to comment. You get to say whatever you think about it, and that's true. You do get to comment. They don't have to listen to you, but you do get to comment. But here's the thing. Just absolutely do amazing, know, doctor. How do you know about these regulations? Well, if you have a lobbyist who reads the Federal Register, the the little publication that has all the proposed regulations in it. If you don't have a lobbyist, you never know what they're trying to do to you. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually spoke one of these, and uh, and I said, I want to thank you, you all, for bringing together the representatives of the American people, the grassroots people who are here in this room, the American Wind Power Association, the American Solar Power Association, <laughs> Americans for Wind and Solar. And then I went through the whole list, and everybody happened to be on wind and solar power. Everybody there was a lobbyist, except for me, and I was, uh, I, I guess, an anti-lobbyist. <laughs> I would hope that would be considered that. <laughs> but that's what happens. And why does Congress do that? Because they don't want to be held accountable for these decisions, and so they simply pass it along to uh, the bureaucrats to make the, yeah. make these choices. Yeah. Dr. Stephen J. Allen with us today. We have got more coming up here in a few with Niall Nickel, if you're listening to us live on the stream. If you're listening to us on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, thank you. And uh, let's talk about some of the folks, some of the political folks that you've managed to uh, convert, I guess, to your to your cause. Um, you guys recently had a, uh, a, a pretty cool endorsement from Herschel Walker. Tell us mm -hmm. about uh, getting Herschel Walker on board with what you're doing over there, Americans for Term Limits. 
Well, uh, you know, and, and obviously the people uh, people in Georgia have to make that determination. But I know a lot of people uh, who uh, agree with uh, my way of thinking, uh, who think that he's very much an up and comer and someone who is going to potentially do great things in the future. And, uh, and it's uh, it's so great to have people like that to sign on. We have uh, five uh, five or six senators. I'd have to look at the list uh, and 45 members of the House who've signed on to this. There are other proposals, by the way, uh, that are similar term limits proposals that are out there. So when you put it all together, there's actually a pretty good, pretty good group. And, you know, we might have differences in details, but we will work together. And when it comes down to it, we'll have a, uh, a proposal that everybody can agree on. Uh, but the version that we're po- uh, promoting is one that has uh, two Senate terms or, or three House terms. And obviously you could serve all of those. Uh, you could serve your House terms and then run for the Senate or vice versa. So you could serve 18 years in Congress, uh, even under the term limits. But what it does is it keeps you from running forever. Yes. It keeps you from getting in there and running uh, yes. year after year after year and knowing that you'll have such a tremendous advantage. I mean, you've got a 10 to 1 advantage over anybody who would run against you just because you're you're an incumbent. And uh, and that's what we're trying to overcome. So so it's great, uh, you know, and, and please, uh, anyone who has contact with Herschel Walker, say thank you. Thank you for uh, for doing this uh, because uh, we're, one of the things we're trying to do in, in uh, our organization is get people who are running for the Senate, running for the House, to pledge that they will support it, and then we hope people will consider that when they vote. I think that's fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Steve Allen is with us. He has got Americans for term limits. They are basically looking to enact a constitutional amendment to limit congressional terms. Now, americansfortermlimits.net is the official website. Go over and check that out today. They are also available on the Twitter machine, Term Limits US. And, Doctor, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate you making time for us today. Um, I guess before we let you go, what what is some of the goals uh, that you guys have for this next year with uh, with Americans for Term Limits? I think the, the big one is getting um, not only congressional sponsors, but getting people who are running. Because usually when you have a reform like this, it's it happens uh, in American history because there are a lot of people who seize on that issue as they're running for office, and they pledge to support that particular issue. And uh, if we can get if we can get everybody running for Congress, uh, whether it's the House or the Senate, to uh, to agree to do this, uh, I think we've got a really good shot. I think you're going to have a big shift, uh, a lot of changes, a lot of you've got a lot of retirements now. People are not uh, running again because they see the handwriting on the wall, yes. and I think you're going to have a big change uh, this year and could put us right in good position. Well, good stuff, Dr. Allen. Thanks for doing this, my friend. This has definitely been a fantastic conversation. I look forward to having more with you in the months and uh, years ahead. Thanks for doing this, Doctor. Great. Enjoyed being with you. Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes. That's Dr. Steve Allen. Stephen J. Allen, by the way, not to be confused with the comedian Steve Allen. He's not playing any pianos and bathrooms at WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us this week here on Build, Grown, and Joy. And uh, 
If you want to get a hold of us online, you can do so. Buildgrowandenjoy.com. 